0: friends we have a great show for you today I'm Jamie your host and what a fun day it is today because my husband Aaron and I are actually up in Kansas City together teaching this weekend at a marriage event and I just want to say I'm giddy about it I love standing next to my man and I love teaching on marriage and I love traveling with him and I just know that today is a good day Well, it's a good day for us traveling, but it's also a good day on the show today. My friend Jen Hand joins me on the show today, and Jen and I actually met when she was one of the Happy Hour listeners who joined me on a trip to El Paso in the fall. We went with Women of Welcome, and Jen was one of the people that came with us. You heard a couple of episodes ago in this month, Catherine McNeil was on the show. Well, she was on that trip as well. So lots of people on that trip. Well, there weren't a lot of people. Actually, there were like 10 listeners. It was really, really great. But we went with Women of Welcome. That is where Jen and I met. And today she's on the show. And Jen has a book that actually comes out on April 5th. It's called My Yes is on the Table. She also hosts a podcast called Coming Alive Conversations. Be sure and check that out. You love podcasts. You're here. Today we talk about fear that keeps us from trusting God. Now, one of the things I want to tell you is that Jen is a phenomenal storyteller and she has the craziest stories and she tells us some on the show today and I was just dying laughing. So she's our kind of leader who's going to point us to Jesus and tell us truths while making us laugh as well. One of my favorite things that Jen said today on the show was live your glory in my everyday story. And it's just a reminder for us that so many times we're looking for this ginormous yes and While I do believe that you're going to have some ginormous yeses in your life that God's going to ask you, I also think every single day he's asking us to give him our yeses. And so when Jen said that, leave your glory in my everyday story, it was profound. And so I think you're going to find a lot of nuggets like that in the show today. You guys, I would love it if you came and found me over on Instagram. I love hanging out on Instagram. I'm at Jamie Ivy. We have a lot of fun over there. We share about the show, obviously, but also share about my life and what I'm learning and what I'm loving. And it's just a fun place. So come find me over there. All right, you guys, here is my conversation with Jen Hand. Jen, welcome to the happy hour.
1: Jamie, I'm so excited to be here in person. In in real life. In person, in real life. Yes. Last time I saw you in real life, we were saying a very painful goodbye. You were in pain.
0: La- th- this is just ironic because I'm actually recording this <laughs> I know, I think, in pain yes <laughs> my back went out yesterday you
1: never want to see me again Jamie
0: <laughs> and then when I saw you the last time before that we were on a trip together in El Paso and I fell I mean I fell into a cactus really you did with my hand
1: yes right there we were on our way to a happy hour I don't even remember where it went now it's so long ago I just remember we tried to do some minor surgery. We tried to pull it out. I had
0: one, two maybe in a finger, and they were pretty thick, uh, little splinter things, which is what made it difficult. So you know what? It's good because we get to see each other
1: and in you're moments in pain. of vulnerability. Yes, and you're in pain again. I'm sorry. You may never want to see me again, but I do love you, Jamie. And I love I'm you. I'm sorry too. that you're in
0: pain. Oh my gosh. Okay, introduce ever, yourself to everyone. You have a podcast, author, run a ministry. Tell us all the things.
1: So I am, Jen is what I go by but with my friends. So you can call me Jen, Jamie. But, but your
0: book says Jennifer. It
1: does because uh, Jen Hand apparently writes racy pornography novels. So wow. <laughs> I dropped the ifrin in college. I just got lazy. You know, there and you I go. started going by Jen. And so
0: well my twitter which i don't ever tweet i don't i just go there just to talk to stalk if you don't put an underscore my name um it is a woman who is a great big supporter fan of a former president uh that i would probably not put on my front bio of my page but she does so guys if you want to find me on twitter i don't ever hang out but don't forget that underscore.
1: There you go. So I, you know, call me my, my I call it my professional name. Yes. Which actually, my parents were like, that's your real name. Jennifer, <laughs> that's what we named you. But I got lazy and called yeah. it and dropped the upper. Um, So I have a ministry called Coming Alive. I've been living my dream, having that ministry, getting to write and speak and travel the world because that's my real passion is to see what God is doing around the world and um, have this new book coming out. So a lot of fun.
0: Well, congrats on the book. It's called My Yes is on the Table, Moving from Fear to Faith. Uh, comes out next week, guys, April so, check it out. I read this book. Um, I like to remember where I read books. You know, I read it on a cruise and um, love, love, love because this is, I think, a message that so many people are needing right now. Uh, saying yes is really, really, really hard. So, I want to start this conversation with you as what is one of the biggest yeses that you've had to say yes to?
1: Oh, it is, you know what? It is so fun to answer that question because I think about. Along the way, there's different yeses. But the one that really birthed the beginnings of this message in me was when I knew I had already been what I thought living a great big yes. I'm single. I have a nonprofit. I live on $600 a month. Like, you know, my bank account showed I'm living a yes to God. Yeah. Uh, but in the middle of that, I um, just kept feeling the Lord say, put your yes on the table to go anywhere, anytime, any place I call. And I got the call that an earthquake had happened in Nepal, which is where I had lived for two years, spoke the language, loved the people, thought I would live and die there, have a missionary offering named after me. That was my goal. Like Lottie Moon? I was going to be the next Lottie (laughs) Moon. Um, And so they had had an earthquake, and I had a trauma degree in counseling. I spoke Nepalese, and my yes was to go and sit in the middle of the holy ground of suffering there and see the hardest things I've ever seen. And that kind of launched, Jen, what will... You may have thought you said yes, but really, yes is a daily surrender on a Monday, Monday. Wow. And then, like, leaving tomorrow to go wherever, whenever I say yes.
0: I love that so much because there are so many times in our life that something big comes like that, Mm -hmm. and it is this big opportunity. You start the book talking about um, fear Mm -hmm. and how um, you tell the story of Joshua and Caleb Mm -hmm. going to see the promised land. And so... I think fear, I want you to tell me, your, your answer is going to be the one that's right, because you wrote a book about it. I feel like fear is probably one of the biggest obstacles to people saying yes to what God's asking them to do.
1: A hundred percent. And it's a lot of different fears. So they right. change every day. Yeah. So I ask a lot of people the question, I sounds like an influencer, I ask, uh, swipe up if you want to answer my question, whatever. Um, but I ask, I want to say yes to God, but I'm afraid of blank and hearing the answers pour in there's all kinds of things i'm afraid of rejection mm. i'm afraid of failure that's a huge one yeah. i'm afraid of success yeah i'm afraid the lord won't provide for my yes and um each of us it can be different every day what our fear right is. um but right now in particular in our world there is so much fear that is trying to paralyze us yeah. and keep us i call it a fear stop that mm. keeps us from moving into that faith step and i have learned along the way to I have to acknowledge that yeah. I'm afraid yeah. and say, hey, Lord, I really want to say yes, but here's my fear. But I'm going to put my yes on the table mm. anyways.
0: You know, it makes me think of uh, when Aaron and I were first married we were newlyweds just living that dream life and we made a decision to go from where we lived outside of houston to where we lived for a couple years in tennessee and that yes cost us because we didn't have full-time jobs you know there was not the opportunity there that we had where we were um and i was telling a friend the other day i said you're you're about she's engaged about to be married i said do all of it right now Mm -hmm. because the fears get bigger later you know, as I look back at us in that season, and I think, man, those yeses were hard, but they were a lot easier because I didn't have other things going on in my life. And so I love to hearing, like, talking to like college students and young adults, like, what does that look like to to step out and do things before you have to have that full time job, before you have to start putting into that retirement? I, what do you encourage, like, college kids, young adults? What does that
1: look like for you? Oh goodness, do it, do all you can. That's, yeah, I mean, I my. Uh, junior year of college is when I first said yes and knew the Lord was calling me to go across the world to Japan for the summer. Yes. I had never even been on an airplane. My first airplane ride was 14 hours. Are to you Japan. serious? Like, that's a big, that's a big step, <laughs> a big step. And I remember, listen, I can't find my way around my town that I grew up in. And I'm in this place called Japan with these train maps that are in other languages. This is a side note, but I have to tell you that when I got back, from living a summer there, my church asked me to pray in Japanese, like I had learned Japanese right, for the summer. in the summer. <laughs> so I'm in a true confession. I okay, I love it. This really, you know, saying it here on this podcast. I didn't speak Japanese, but I didn't want to tell them my pride. So, so what did you do? I got up there and I closed my eyes and you... prayed the train stations in order. Of no, the you man. did not. <laughs> this is the and best thing I've ever heard in I my did, entire and life. I added now I hope there's no Japanese people listening because it may be off. But I said Mamanaku, Mamanaku, tamagawa kakko my, which I believe means uh, the train is approaching. Be careful. <laughs>
0: so, and then everyone said "amen." I just
1: prayed that with such fervor.
0: Jen, this is the best thing I've ever and, heard in my entire and life. They
1: said "amen," but I forgot my Japanese friends had come, and they were in the congregation, and they were like, well, "Jen, why did you <laughs> pray?"
0: The train station I was
1: praying for all the people, Adam, right?
0: Oh, so, my gosh. So
1: if you would like me to pray in this interview.
0: I would. I'm actually would English. like you to pray in German, if you could. <laughs> I
1: could pray in Nepalese. But anyways, that's just a side note. But all I can say is that if you're at that age, do it. Go uh-huh. and see what God is doing around the world Yeah, because he is working Yeah we can get stuck in these little boxes of fear. Yeah. And he is working in so many ways and he wants to use you. Like he could do it without you, but he chooses to let us be a part of what he's doing. Mm.
0: Okay. So talk about that story with Caleb and Joshua, because I think that is like, it's valuable for us as we read God's words all the time, but to mm-hmm. actually see like what God put in front of them and they were the only, they were the ones that got to see it. Yes. Talk about that a little bit. Well,
1: it became so powerful to me when I got to stand on Mount Nebo, which is the last place Moses was. Oh, tell the whole thing. Tell us. This is into so great. the promised land. So what happened is part of my yes was I got a call to go to the Middle East a couple of years ago and I do um, trauma debriefing and counseling and they clearly have been in a war yeah. and needed Um, just some hope. And I said, yes, but I did not go unafraid. In fact, it was during a time, which all the time, it's very heated there, but it was so heated. And Americans were told not to go. Planes were being blown up. And I had people come to me and say, God has told us, if you go, you will not make it back home. And they would say their final goodbyes to me. And so I got on that plane Thinking Jen. I may have had to say my final goodbyes to my family, to I was so afraid, and I got to the Middle East, and the first person I met there, I still cry, and I can't even talk about the actual place I was in, uh, for security reasons. Wow! But the first home I went into, the lady, all you could see were her eyes, mm-hmm. and she said. I knew you were coming, because she had a burqa. She said, I knew you were coming. A man named Jesus told me in a dream you were coming to tell me about him.
0: Stop it right now.
1: And fear almost stopped me from going. And I didn't go unafraid. And that's what I want the listeners to hear, that putting your yes on the table doesn't mean you're saying I'm unafraid. I believe in Joshua 1-9 when God said to Joshua, be strong and courageous. He added this, for I am with you, Mm. because he knew he would be afraid. He's stepping in Moses' shoes. Mm. And when I was in Mount Nebo... And he told him that a
0: few times. He told him that
1: a few times. Right. And um, when I was on Mount Nebo reading about Moses looking into the promised land, I just thought, I want to be Joshua and Caleb because they got to go in because they came back with a report of, yes, there are giants, but we have a bigger God.
0: However, yeah. And
1: I think that is how I want to be. Uh, But I have to ask God for that. Yeah. Because otherwise, I'm staying home in my little one (laughs) bedroom apartment. Now, didn't
0: you say when you told that story in the book – and I hope I don't mess this up, that you actually, a lot of people will go to where they cross over the promised land on the other side, mm-hmm. but you were actually looking at it from Moses' point of view. Yes. Isn't, wasn't that a, a rare thing that's not normally for tourists to go right. to and you see? You don't
1: normally look at it from that right. point of view. You're usually...
0: On the other side when and they I, came over. I, and what's
1: interesting, I've been on the other side too, mm-hmm. so to see the difference, I've been on both sides of the Jordan yeah. and the Jordan River and to look at it and imagine what it was like for them to take those first yeah. steps. It is... So powerful to be in that land and to think what it was like for them mm. to not get to go in. Yeah. And then those that got to go in because yeah. they said yes.
0: You know, it, it's I'm so glad you told the story about that fear and how going saying yes to God doesn't equal not afraid. Mm-hmm. And I think for so many people, they'll think, okay, I said yes. Now, why do I still feel this way? Mm-hmm. Why do I still feel scared? And so what do we do about that? Because like, we don't want to walk in fear. We don't want to live in fear. Mm -hmm. We don't want fear to rule us because God says fear is not from him. So how do you step forward in those yeses, even when it feels super scary?
1: I think it is first acknowledging, being real, like we can run to God. The Psalms is full of lots of real emotion. Right. Like, oh, I am not so excited about this yes right now. Or I'd like to take it back. Sometimes in the middle, Mm -hmm. the messy middle where you're traveling into... I. We're not actually called to necessarily a promised land right now like the Israelites were. But we are all on a journey similar of following the promise maker, I think, and the promise keeper. And so it's acknowledging the fear. It is finding community to help you as you seek to process the yes he's called Mm. you to. And then it is a daily surrender. Like every morning I wake up and I'm like, okay, Lord, here's my yes again. And then sometimes that again at five o'clock. Yeah. I've forgotten. Here's yeah. my yes again. Yeah. Just, just yeah. daily saying, Here is my yes and here are my fear stops. Help me take the next baby step sometimes mm. of faith.
0: I think maybe even like writing that down, because I'm thinking, you know, you're telling these big yes stories of, you know, going to Nepal and going to Israel, and and those feel very big, and God puts that on all of our lives. But you keep saying we have daily yeses Mm -hmm. that we have to do. We have daily yeses that we have to do. And it's making me think, man, what are some of my daily yeses that maybe I should write down Mm -hmm. so that throughout that nine o'clock till five o'clock till 10 o'clock when I go to bed, that they remind me of that. What does it look like to be women who really walk out daily yeses with God?
1: I think, yeah, because I think we can get hung up on the big Uh and miss what God is doing in the small. And I think the daily yes is asking God, who and what do you want? How do you want to live your glory in my story today? Mm. And that can look different every single day. Yeah. And as a single woman, my yes looks different than you keeping all your children alive. Yes, like yes. My, I have a twin sister. We're identical twins. She would never get on a plane, get on an Uber, find an Airbnb, which is what I did to get here. By uh-huh. the way, I should have read the reviews that said there were animals in the walls because there were. In the walls? <laughs> in the walls last night or around, oh, I don't know. Nice. Okay. a little party. Okay. Uh, but uh, my yes looks different because I'm single. I live alone. My yes is often trusting the Lord with what does it look like to be a single, almost forty-year-old? Yeah, um, and trust the story he's written for me. My sister's yes is she has four kids from the age of three to thirteen. What does it look like to be a mom to those kids, yeah. and when there's no manual necessarily? Yeah. And yeah. so, but both of our yeses, even though very different, are put on the same table of Lord, live your glory in my daily story. Oh,
0: that's so good. Live your glory in my daily story. That's Which so good. It looks
1: different in each of our stories. It does. And it looks
0: different in each times of our life. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's another thing to to think about. And, you know, we have a lot of um, listeners who are listening to us right now as they like change diapers or they're putting mm-hmm. a kid down for a nap. And I think oftentimes that can feel like, do I have any yeses? Mm-hmm. Like, what am I doing with this? And and I think even kind of making that reevalu reevaluation every day of my yes is that with a joyful heart, I will mm-hmm. love on these kids while they're here in my home. And so that's a good thing. okay in the in your book you also talk about one of our biggest fears is saying yes to god um can be holding on to hope in the outcomes of god and uh you say this in the in the last part of this chapter i just want to read it you say this i do not want to be afraid to hold hope to lean back on hope to trust my life to hope hope in the character compassion and promises of a god who is leading me to a promised land even when it seems like just a scarlet thread Today I'm committing to letting go of the hope thread that tells me if people like me and think I'm doing an excellent job in ministry that I am successful. I am grabbing onto the rope of hope that says that God sees me, designed me, and has a plan to use me for His glory. Uh, and you you talk about that in here with what we've been talking about with the giants, and then also with Rahab. And I love that so much because just holding onto that hope is so much better than trying to make our own plans and do what we want to do. How do we How do we do that tangibly every day?
1: I think it's acknowledging again always it goes back to recognizing what is the thing that i'm trying to lean my hope back on right and i share the story of learning to try to drive a segue in washington D.C. i loved C., it which i loved it was hysterical Yeah, and uh you know you just lean back there's no brakes yeah. and i don't know why they let me do this in the middle of dc with and people. spoiler
0: alert if you jump off it keeps going
1: it does and spoiler <laughs> alert everyone on the team uh, or the, the not the team that we felt like a team Yeah, the, the people tour. that were with us uh uh-huh. um, we're like please Let's just send her back because <laughs> everything stops when your oh my gosh, yeah. segue keeps going. But um, that was such a picture to me of in life. What am I trying to lean my hope back yeah. on and recognizing it was not meant to bury, carry the way to me? Can I tell you a story about a donkey that
0: I love stories about really donkeys
1: spoke to me? It's not in the book, but.
0: If God spoke to you through a donkey, oh, then we've got wait. another another story. You,
1: you Just wait. So I was serving when I lived in Nepal. I went to another country in South Asia, Bangladesh. And while there, they had, you could rent a donkey to ride into the ocean, like at the shore.
0: Sounds very romantic.
1: It, exactly. Yep. That's the words. <laughs> it sounded so romantic. And Nepal's landlocked. And so I was like so excited to see an ocean. Yeah. So we rent these donkeys and I get to my donkey and i'm like it looks malnourished oh
0: no oh no
1: <laughs> i'm sorry for, for you animal lovers i feel i should give you a, a heads up, up. <laughs> i need to skip but i was like this looks malnourished it doesn't look ready to carry me but i paid the money and uh-huh. i get in and i'm riding my donkey along and with my friend and thing it's so it was romantic it was so sweet fun until all of a sudden i am in the ocean and I'm like, what just happened? I'm in the ocean and my donkey literally died.
0: Stop it right now. I
1: killed it. The weight of me. <laughs> your face, Jamie.
0: Okay. First of all, I just want to tell you, you didn't kill that donkey. That donkey was about to die before you it's showed okay. up. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank take you. that off I will, off of I will you. take
1: that off. But. So you're walking
0: along. Yes. And your donkey does what?
1: It just falls over.
0: And dies. And
1: dies. Okay. So I'm in the ocean with the water lapping over me. And I heard the Lord speak to my heart, you know, not yeah. like an audible voice, uh-huh. but just the Holy Spirit speak and just say, he was never meant to carry the weight of you. What are you trying to put your weight on that's not meant to carry me? I carried a cross to carry mm. you and the full weight of you. And so daily, I'm trying to remind myself that like, even with the book coming out, it's my my dream book, My, and I'm like, it could be easy to mm. think, oh, I need all the good reviews yeah that's not meant to carry the weight of me uh, that is not my significance um yeah. finding a godly amazing husband if you're listening and you're single and you want <laughs> uh, taking applications now but that is not meant to carry the weight of me yeah. anything that i try to put my full hope and weight on that is not the lord yeah. will eventually not it'll buckle under the yep. weight just like the yeah. donkey did yeah. so I, I remember that all the time and so maybe now I have a picture of that too but
0: i actually the picture i have is this donkey washing ashore like mm. you like a dead fish and it's really a bad <laughs> visual that i have in my mind well, right I'm now tell you, the
1: donkey's owner was not happy with me and i had to run
0: <laughs> are you serious <laughs>
1: yes because i killed his donkey but you've once again, I you once again you do not
0: kill that donkey
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna remember that donkey voice. was on its <laughs> way
0: out before um okay so one of the things i really appreciate in here we should talk about we had these we put these expectations on god with our yes and um we do that all the time. God, if you do this, I'll do this. Mm-hmm. Or if I say yes to this, it better turn out okay, or whatever it might be. Uh, you say, sometimes when I say yes to God, I can have ex- some expectations mm-hmm. for him. How is that? That feels like we're putting what we just talked about, like some asking something to carry us. It was never supposed to carry us. It's almost like we're asking God to be our genie.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: you just do for me what I want. I'll say yes, and then we're all good here.
1: yes. Because okay. we have these plans that we think are just the best.
0: Yeah, yeah. So how do we do that? Sometimes when we say yes, it's a yes, but mm-hmm. yes, this. What, what is, How does that work out for us? Like, how do we not do that? What does that look like?
1: It. You know, I think we think it'll work out, and then we realize, oh wait. <laughs> the, exactly. Um, I always go back to Ephesians three twenty, where it says His ways are His plans that He has for us are so much more than we could ever ask or imagine. And I have a big imagination like i can imagine a lot of things and imagine that they are good for me and so for me it's always having to again surrender is just the word i can come yeah. up with and just say okay i think this is the best but i'm going to trust that you even when i don't want to trust <laughs> mm. that you have the better thing for me yeah and i think we could all look back at our lives and what like i think about the people i thought in my prayers if, if I prayed that they were going to be my, this is just an example of who I would marry. Yeah. And that seemed best. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say yes to you, God, but you need to, I mean, I am almost 40 and I've never actually been on a real date, yeah. never been asked to go on one. Yeah. And so I, in my mind could come up with these plans of what the best was, but God's like, actually, if you'll surrender, I'm going to take you on much much better than yeah. you could have imagined yeah but it doesn't always feel better that's right. the key you yeah know?
0: and i think that's the key too we talked about saying yes doesn't like we don't have to do it unafraid we can still mm-hmm. have fear in that and you just said that doesn't make it easier right when we're doing this we're giving god our expectations
1: well and as i studied the book of joshua they got in the promised land but it wasn't just about getting there it was about possessing it and walking in it and taking the next steps into where god has for them like not just to stay in one part but to take the next part and yeah sometimes I think we can think, well, this promised land we got in, let's just stay there. But yeah. the Lord's like, that was great, but I have more. Yeah. Like, he's a more God, but it yeah. doesn't always look like the more we plan. Yeah, you
0: know, speaking of Joshua, there's this moment at the end of the book where he looks at the people and he's like, we're gonna follow you, mm-hmm. we're gonna follow him. And they make these stones, like there's almost this altar of mm-hmm. remembrance. And I think the culture that we live in today is so fast paced and we're always wanting the next bigger and better. Like, okay, we got this. What's next? Whereas there is some truth to that. Like God is calling us to lots Mm -hmm. of different things. But there also are these realities that sometimes we forget the way God has come through Mm -hmm. in the past. And um, you said in your book, you said looking back at how God has worked in the past can help us with our plaguing fears in the present. It makes me think of this Maverick City song that I can't stop listening to. and They sing it with Cody Carnes, which also, side note, Cody also has the same song um, on his album. So it's a little bit different than maverick city so whatever your vibe is you got it it's called firm foundation and in it they talk about you've been faithful in mm-hmm. the past you'll be faithful now and it talks about you're not going to let us down mm-hmm. and that is so inspiring to me because i forget mm-hmm. the ways that god has come through i'm not a big journaler but i've started journaling this year i've i'm doing emily freeman's um next right thing journal and i've just tried to journal more And the reason I'm doing it, not because I have to or it makes you a good person, but because I forget, I forget how God came through in the small things every day. And so why is it so important, except for I just said my my story, (laughs) but what makes that so important for us as we're stepping into another yes?
1: Well, I think that exactly that the Lord knew that about the people, which is why he reminded them even after they crossed the Jordan River, for example, he made them go back in Mm -hmm. and get stones from the middle. And if I were them, I'm like, no, I've already crossed over. Listen, I don't Been like Whitewater. I yeah. share in the story about I'm not a big Whitewater Rapid fan <laughs> yeah. because one time I went when I was a kid and the Rapids sucked my bathing suit off in front of the boy I liked. I think
0: <laughs> if you haven't learned by now, you have the best stories. I, they're and all they're crazy. all throughout the book. They so you are. have the best stories, yes.
1: Um, but I think we he knew that. And so he set that example for them and as a reminder to us to pick up those stones of remembrance. And I know for me, I it's so frustrating when i forget but it's like then i have to remember that the lord knew i would so that's why he told me to take up these stones and remember and in particular for me it's been provision along the way and i talk about in the book cars like i have had god provide again and again vehicles for my ministry and but yet after the first time it came to the second and i already had forgotten and was like lord don't you know like where's my faith here and i just think oh but If I remember what he did for me, he's never failed his promises Mm. and he will continue. Yeah.
0: And he does. Yeah. It's so good. I've seen people do that in different ways. Jamie Nato has been on the show before and her and her husband Mark every Christmas. They take like a a wood kind of chip from maybe Mm. Christmas tree and they write faithfulness stuff on there and Christmas they have them all stacked up. It's really cool. I love
1: that. Yeah. I'm a big journaler. So I go back and read the prayer journals. Um, it's fascinating. I mean, I have some from like eighth grade even.
0: <laughs> Do you ever worry about anyone? This is why I don't journal. This might be a personality thing for me. Do you ever worry about anyone finding out your mess?
1: Um. Yeah, but I'm a seven, so we don't care about those things. Right? <laughs> I'm a we're six, like, and I'm real uh, afraid that
0: uh, uh. these are all going to get like turned into. Uh, actually, who cares about? I mean, I'm, yeah. who's going to care? But uh, yes. I always think about that, the too. The sevens
1: are just like the experience. Like, if I, As long as I have a good cup of coffee and a pretty pen, I'm going to journal all day long. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, When we were on
0: this cruise ship last week, this, you say in Enneagram 7 made me think about this Aaron said something and everyone told me Is he a 7? This is what he would say to me On the boat, he would say, listen, I don't want anyone to die And I don't want this cruise to be over But wouldn't it be fun just to, like, the boat start Sinking and we have to, like, crawl our way out And I'm like, Aaron, that is not Fun, first of all don't talk to an Enneagram 6 like that. And second, no, nobody wants that. But everyone's like, oh, he sounds like an Enneagram 7. Like, let's just have fun. And what might be fun is this boat sinking.
1: Okay, but I will say I'm an Enneagram 7. I want to have fun, but I don't want the boat to sink. Th- who does? Yes, no, I just want to be in the on a nice chair in the sun. <laughs> you just want to do it <laughs> Hang all. it with What friends. is your wing? Um, I, I'm pretty much all seven, but I'm guessing eight. Okay. If I have, yeah.
0: This is Enneagram talk, if anyone's listening. Yes. Now, I will tell you, it was fun when I was reading this book, and I... Um, I circled it right here. My sister in law's name is in she here.
1: She is, uh, yes. So, what was the story that you guys were? What were you talking about? Her, their yes. Um, their yes, because um, her friend Haley. I've known her for years, and I got to watch her say yes to God to start Project Free to Fly. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing their earrings right now. Love and them. Just watching what God is doing through their yes that started as like a faith on the table yes, and watching it change the women's lives in my in my town has been so much fun. So, mm-hmm. I had interviewed them on Coming Alive conversations, so I wanted to add them into the book.
0: I love it so much. So Project Free to Fly, I'm going to give them a little plug here. Please because do. you love them. I yeah, love yes. them. My sister-in-law um, joined Haley however many years ago, mm-hmm. and they work together. But they do phenomenal work with offering jobs to, p- to women who are um, in vulnerable positions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they've helped them like graduate college and earn income. It's really, really beautiful. And they have a storefront. Tell everybody. Because yes. listen, people need to know about this. I know.
1: It's so neat. And so I love it. Because on when they were on this interview, they had just said yes to the storefront. And one of the things that keeps us from saying yes to God often is how will God provide? Yes. And what if this fails? And so I f- feel like I got to watch them trembling, say, yes, I'm still afraid. What if this fails? But now, like, I get to go to their storefront. It's so fun. I was just there the other day because they're going to do some products for the My Yes is on the Table uh, book.
0: Okay. And we yeah. will tell you all about it, guys, as yes. you're listening uh, to check them out.
1: Um, but to, I personally knew one of their students and watched her go from a program where she was... Um, in the throes of addiction and then now is in law school. Yeah, oh and so watching gosh. that journey um, unfold because yeah. they said yes. Yeah, Just a a seed of, it's a small little word, yes, but it changes everything yeah. when you do it.
0: Yeah. You know, you said a lot of people will not say yes because of that fear of provision or, or what it might look like. Also, I'm sitting here listening, talking to you, and I felt this when I read the book, and I know people are listening, thinking this as well. Well, I've said yes before, and it didn't turn out the way I thought it would. Mm-hmm. And so we take that, and then that kind of has this little covering over the rest of our life, Mm -hmm. I I bet. You know, like, it didn't work out. What is your encouragement to the people who are thinking that right now? Like, I said yes, and it didn't work, or I got hurt, or where Mm -hmm. was God? It didn't seem like that he was in this.
1: And I think that is often something that we will maybe not know the full answer to ever, but just again is the being brave enough to say those very words to the Lord. Yeah. I said, yes, yeah. and you did this, and that's not what I expected. Yeah. And I mean, I started out the book talking about how I thought I would live and die as a missionary in Nepal. Like that was my yes, I, and I loved it. Yeah. And so when I knew God was calling me to leave there, um, I, it was the hardest, it was a harder yes, because it was different than what I had planned than yeah. going yeah. to leave everything was. Yeah, And um, I think sometimes it, you will know the answer here and sometimes you won't Mm -hmm. but being brave enough to say god i said yes and i feel like it hurt so i don't want to say yes again yeah Yeah. and i know for me he comes in with his loving kindness and his care and he meets me there in the in-between in the messy middle yeah and he's like i'm gonna pour out my love yeah even when you don't want to say yes again until you're brave enough to do it
0: yeah you know, I tell this story in um, a book that I wrote, UBU, and I talk about how um, saying yes to God in a situation um, was hard, mm-hmm. very difficult. It was a decision about Aaron and I moving. And, um, man, we wrestled with that for a long time. And then we put our yes on the table. And we felt confident from God. Like we felt like this is what he asked us to do. We're walking down this road. And then literally the day after our yes was said verbally out loud to who needed to hear it, we um, it's it's in the book and it's a great great story. But I I God showed up in a dream of mine, mm. and we ended up not doing that. And I remember for months after that, I felt a like God had tricked me. B I felt like, can I not hear the voice yes. of God? Am mm. I not in tune with what He's? I, we prayed for months and we felt this. Yes, like is this not? Do I miss it? Like, do I even know you, God? Mm. <laughs> like I'm a pretty extreme person and i kept going back to abraham and god asking abraham to sacrifice his son isaac and and we know the story uh that god provides a ram and so he doesn't sacrifice son but abraham was obedient and Mm -hmm. the reason that was such a big deal is because god had promised abraham that he was going to give him children like forever and this was his only son and so i'm sure abraham's yes was like are you freaking kidding me god you know but after that that time i remember reading about abraham and I said to Aaron one day I said you know what I never see anything in scripture about Abraham questioning if God actually told him to do that Mm. like I don't see him going did I misread something did I not hear you right his obedience in the yes was still there yes and that has been a profound lesson for me is that that outcome I mean I'm happy that we are still here it's like I don't want to be anywhere else but that was a hard journey and our obedience It didn't pan out the way we thought it was going to be. And I think that's important for people to know is there's obedience in saying yes, Mm -hmm. even if you don't know the outcome.
1: And I think often the way the enemy tries to work is to make you feel like you did not hear his voice. Yes. And that you so that you don't trust it. And don't we sometimes wish? I mean, I do. That it was like when the Israelites followed a cloud that was like a giant Uh and a fire. Yeah. Uh huh. We have the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And. Jesus said, I'm leaving, but I'm going to give you something better. Yeah. And if I were the disciples, I'm like, no, there can't be better. You know, you, just stay you, with us. You stay. But the better was the Holy Spirit and yeah. just trusting. Uh, but I think that I just have compassion for the listener right now that feels like, oh, but I can't hear his voice. Mm. Or, you know, I think one way the enemy tries to just shield people from saying yes is to make them think well i don't understand the bible or i'm mm-hmm. not a seminarian or yeah. i how do you even hear god's voice mm-hmm. and um i just encourage you if that's you to ask for help yeah from the holy spirit yeah. to highlight the scriptures and also other people and yeah. to be like i need some help will you help me to know that i can hear the voice of the lord yeah. and just being in good community and have someone study with you in the yeah, Bible because yeah, totally it it really is the it's alive and active and yeah. I love that it is what guides us in yeah, our yes yeah.
0: yeah I think I was thinking about that verse that I probably learned when I was like six like your word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path and so often I wish it was like your word is a spotlight to my entire future mm-hmm. like I can see everywhere I'm gonna go uh, but instead it's like I'm gonna just light up what's right in front of mm-hmm. you and sometimes saying yes you, know, you, you listed all these fears and sometimes sometimes it is I can't see where this is going to go. Yes. And that feels real scary. Um, And God is still saying, hey, trust me because I'm going to light up your path.
1: And I think (laughs) he often knows, actually, if you knew where this was going to go, it feels scarier.
0: Yeah. So true.
1: Because you're maybe not ready for the next step. Yeah. If you knew what it was. And I just remind myself all the time that the God of my yesterdays is working in my now. And Mm. the God of my now has already gone into my next. And just trying to encourage myself with that when there's a lot of unknowns. And, um, i share the in the book a story about my friends who took me on a trip and they told me we were going to irwin tennessee which if you google is known for catfish restaurant that's it okay i do love catfish uh, you know i do too but it was odd to me that that you know they like we did trips and they pay for them they're so nice and um so i was like okay this is interesting and then when it came time to go on that trip they surprised me and they are like, actually, we're going to New York. And they had even brought suitcase for me uh, because i they called me the bag lady. Uh-huh. <laughs> I travel with, travel with these bags. And uh, we got to New York, and we ended up, first of all, I thought we were going to be in Irwin. So Eating New York fish. was yeah. amazing. But then we stayed at the Plaza oh, Hotel, wow. yeah. and they upgraded us to a suite, like the fancy one. We yeah. had a butler named Wahid. It was <laughs> awesome. We went to see Hamilton. We had cheesecake. I mean, it was just but in that time I felt like the Lord was whispering to my heart what if you were so stuck on the plan that you're mm-hmm. like but this isn't Irwin and catfish yeah. that you missed but you do that to me mm-hmm. like you do that when yeah. and not that I'm saying God's plan is always unfortunately cheesecake and caviar because yeah. sometimes it is uh Irwin and catfish yeah, yeah totally but uh, I don't want to miss mm. his plans because they don't Match yeah. mine.
0: Yeah. You know, this, guys, if you are thinking about like, man, I just really want to like serve God faithfully and live open hand, this book is really great for that. It's called My Yes is on the Table. Uh, Jen Hand is here. You can listen to her and uh great stories. I think we should just have a podcast called Jen Stories. <laughs>
1: I haven't told I mean, that. so far we have <laughs> a dead donkey, a dead donkey, a
0: naked whitewater rafting woman. Yes. Praying the trainless in Japanese is hands down my favorite story you've told today. <laughs> I mean, Because I, I, i like it so much because what you could have done is like you know what guys i've lost a little of the language yeah i think i should just pray in english and they'd be like oh great go ahead Yeah, but, but no. instead you were like i'm going to speak japanese to these people no matter what it costs <laughs> me
1: <laughs> just the map i just
2: say uh, yes walmart plus members save on meeting up with friends Okay, I want to ask you this. I always ask
1: everyone, what are you reading? What are you loving? So I am rereading a book by my friend, friend Deb Brown, who uh, wrote a book called Brave as a Girl Can Be. Mm. And I just need that reminder right now because this feel, I do, releasing a book feels like walking into a room naked, which I haven't Have done. Have you done that before? I, you know what? I haven't walked into a room naked. I, I did. If you go to Japan, just so you know, they're really into naked spas. Okay. And I went to what I thought was a spa with my little bathing suit. Uh-huh. I walked in and they gave me a washcloth and they're like, this is all you can go in with. Side note, but it's only girls, right? It's only girls.
0: See, I I would go happily. This is yeah. welcome to my life.
1: I you know I what I was not, not at that stage <laughs> then, um, but I did get to lead a girl to Christ, sitting there naked beside her in the spa. Jen, so <laughs> that's what your yes will do.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! So so um, you're just set the stage for me real quick. You're yes. in the spa with your little dainty washcloth. Yes, and you are trying pick to figure wh- out where, where, to, put where it to cover. Is. Like, do and you cover so the boobies uh, or the? You ho-ho-ho-ho. know what?
1: I put it on my head. <laughs> because what else? And they've never; those people clearly had never seen a white girl in there. So I was a spectacle. Where did the other
0: people put their washcloth?
1: Um, I, you know, I, I kind of like blocked that out. Sure I think did. Um, but, so you're sitting next yes. to
0: a sweet woman. Yes. Naked.
1: Naked. With a washcloth on yes. your head. And she asked me why I was in Japan, and then I started to tell her about Jesus, and. <laughs> she wanted to know him.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: So, yes. See this podcast, Jen Stories. See, See you, you got to start too, it. You too can say yes to God. Ended up naked next to oh a person. Oh my gosh! Um, or I, you know, my first trip to Nepal for the summer, I made maxi pads. Didn't know that's what I was going to do. You Worked made maxi at a pads. Hospital. When I got there, my job was to make maxi pads out of cotton and gauze. So if you guys have a need for six hours a day, we would make those in this little room in Nepal. For the Maxi Pads for Jesus, you know?
0: Maxi Pads for Jesus. Yes.
1: Okay. So where were we going? <laughs> where were we? We are talking about what we're reading uh, and well, Yes. Yeah, so my friend Deb Brown's book is just a good encouragement to me because I – just the, to walk in brave steps because releasing a book feels very scary so oh there that, it is it feels like um, you're going naked into your room that's yes, what i said yeah, yeah that's where and then and the, releasing i'll just say
0: this real quick releasing a book is scary mm. it doesn't just feel that way it
1: is scary it is, it's
0: vulnerable it's very yeah. vulnerable but at the same time i mean everything that i just read from here says this i'm committing to let go of the hope thread that tells me if people like me and i think i'm doing an excellent job in ministry that i am successful mm-hmm. I am grabbing onto a rope of hope that God sees me, designed me, and has a plan to use me for his glory in my story.
1: Oh, way to remind me my words, Yes, Jamie. so I you wrote it, it. now I you got to cling it. to it. Um, so, that's what I'm reading, and also the Bread Bible, because I got this weird obsession with making bread.
0: What is the Bread Bible? It's
1: called the Bread Bible. It has no scripture, just so you know. Oh, okay, it's about making bread, <laughs> um, got it. It's about making bread, and so, um, like, the croissant recipe is my goal. Um, the baguette recipe is four pages and four days see so, and it failed I'm just gonna tell you I tried it though. well
0: I'm gonna tell you like I don't like to cook everyone knows that but if you give me a recipe and it's four pages and it takes four days I am 100% out well me Never. too this
1: is it's so weird for me as an Enneagram 7 too but it's just this weird creative
0: okay thing I so, love it the bread
1: bible yeah I
0: love it what are you loving these days
1: okay so you your favorite things list the buxom is that how you say it uh-huh, lip the lip gloss okay did you get some I did and yeah. I mean I don't know if you know so look how plump my lips look <laughs>
0: So, it's supposed um, to plump up your lips. It really, I think, it just makes them tingle, and you think. I feel plump. Though. Yeah, you I plump. I'm
1: like, oh, look at these, yes, buddies. Yep. You know? Um So I'm loving that. Um, and I just started roller skating again. I am turning 40, and I just want to do things that make me come alive. I love and it. So I bought some pink roller skates, and I go in this like with the eight
0: wheel. I mean, like, like yeah, four like wheels on each side. Yeah,
1: and I go in this parking lot, and I just roller skate, and people, I wave like I'm at a parade. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love this so much So I'm
1: loving that Oh my gosh. Although I went today to the coffee shop called Radio Love it I felt very hipster Did
0: you have the breakfast tacos from Veracruz? I
1: did because we don't have breakfast tacos in Tennessee
0: What kind did you get?
1: Um, I just told him to give me whatever the locals like And so, what did he give you? Um, one was steak, one was chicken with potatoes and such
0: so this is like lunch? Why aren't they giving you breakfast tacos?
1: It had eggs on it. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Well, he may not know me, because but I'm a local here. And Veracruz, if you ever come to Austin, has my favorite Miga's breakfast taco.
1: Okay. Do you they know do. what Amigas Miga's is?
0: No. Okay, see, most people don't. Let me explain it to you. Lindsay is in the room. She's going to make sure I do it right. It's basically just scrambled eggs. with. It also has like peppers and onions and cheese, but they also put corn tortilla strips in it. And so... <sighs>
1: I wish I had gotten that. Uh,
0: well, you can go back on okay. your way. Yeah, uh, but
1: they roller skated my coffee to me today.
0: Wow. I didn't know they were doing that these days.
1: Uh, I was very impressed. Okay. I'm not roller skating coffee to you, Jamie.
0: <laughs> just so you know. But you might get so good that you take up roller derby.
1: There you go. I just got health insurance for the first time in probably 12 years. <laughs> so now you can. Years. So that's why I started roller skating. I told my friends, I have health insurance now. Live.
0: <laughs> live it up. Live it up. Okay. So roller skating. Uh, the uh, lip plumper lip tingler whatever, whatever. we want to call it yeah. yeah and then what's your third thing
1: these earrings that I have on right now they're very big um, I beautiful. love big earrings I do too if Side note, if you wear big earrings, it makes you look small. (laughs) Is that what they (laughs) say? That's what I say. Okay, that's Um, what you say. (laughs) So um, Project Free to Fly, all their things. They have wallets, they have purses, they have these beautiful earrings. And they're working on a line for my yeses on the table.
0: I love it. We'll be sure and share that with you guys. Jen, thank you so much. Thank you for a couple things. Thank you for writing this book. It's important. Thank you for saying yes to the things that you've said yes and thank you for making us laugh today oh. because we have needed it.
1: Oh, you especially I'm so sorry. Thank <laughs> you for seeing me even though both times you have been in pain.
0: <laughs> We're not going to make this tradition.
1: Yeah, let's next time you maybe not need surgery or <laughs> minor surgery what or life is uh, this? painkillers, right? Well, thank you so much. Thank you. This is a dream.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. We are truly grateful for every single story that we get to share with you, every encouragement we get to give you and every opportunity we get to point all of us to Jesus. If you're loving this show, we would really appreciate it if you would leave us a rating and or a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, tell your friends. That is the number one way that people find out about our show. It's because you tell them. Join us right here every Wednesday and Friday for meaningful conversations that will make us think, they'll make us laugh, and they'll always point us back to Jesus. And come find me other places on the internet as well. I love Instagram. I'm over there at Jamie Ivy. And if you've never visited my YouTube page, you're going to want to go there. Have you ever listened to a show and wondered, I wonder what they look like? Well, go find us over there. It's JamieIvey.com slash YouTube. The Happy Hour is produced by Lindsay Sweeney. Show notes are written by Abigail Castell. Graphics by Amaya Easton. The show is edited by Angie Elkins. And I'm your host, Jamie, and I love being here with you today. Until next time, have a happy hour with a friend.
2: Walmart Plus members save on Meeting Up With Friends.